Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Growing up, my mother always told me that I was a polar opposite from my sister. And to give you just one of those examples of our polar opposite, my sister is a shopper. When she knows that she needs something from the store, she goes out to the store, but she doesn't care how long it takes. Maybe she's going and she needs a new shirt, but along the way she looks at pants and shoes and hats and anything else that might catch her attention. She just takes all her time in the world. It's just an experience. Whereas on the other hand, I'm a hunter. I do not like to shop. I know what I need, and so I go to the store, I get it, and I get out of there. No need for any distractions, no need to spend any other time in the store. I just have one goal in mind. I'm on a mission. And that is going to be the focus of our meditation today. Being on mission, not letting anything become a distraction or get in the way. Today, as we reflect on the gospel lesson read for us just moments ago from Mark chapter 1. And it's in that gospel reading that we hear of such great and miraculous things that Jesus did. And yet, those are not truly the focus of our reading today. Rather, the focus today is that Jesus was on a mission. He was on a mission to preach. And so our reading today picks up right from where we left off last week in which it says Jesus immediately left the synagogue and he went to the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And when he got to the house, he encountered, encountered Simon's mother-in-law and she was sick, terribly ill with a fever. And Jesus went to her, took her by the hand, lifted her up, and she was healed. That was it. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to say a whole bunch of words. He didn't do some physical manifestation long in front of their eyes. He didn't have to wait some time period for it to happen. It was instantaneous. He took her by the hand, lifted her up, and she was healed. So amazing. But it didn't stop there because then the miracles continued. The people continued to bring the sick and the demon-possessed to Jesus. Our scripture reading says that the whole town was there at the household. Now, likely the whole town was not literally there, but this is a hyperbole used by Mark to show that droves and droves of people came to see Jesus. To bring all the sick, the sick who had no other cure for their illness. And the demon possessed, who had no other way of overcoming the evil that had taken over them. All brought to Jesus to heal them. Now Mark's gospel here doesn't tell us exactly how he healed those other people. But we can know with certainty that it was in much the same way as he healed Simon's mother-in-law. With great power, with great ease, and great authority. So many amazing Miracles. Miracles that show that he is truly God. Miracles that show only a God could do such a thing like this. Only a God with great power and authority could heal as Jesus was healing. And yet, as I've said already once before, these were not the true focus of our reading today. Because Jesus didn't come into this world just 
to do miracles. He didn't come into this world just to do miracles so that he could become famous. He didn't come into this world just to do miracles so that he could show what great power and authority he has. He came into this world to do these miracles to point to something far, far greater. To point to his greater mission. And so, Jesus prayed. It tells us that Jesus rose early the next morning, went off to a desolate place by himself, and he prayed. A moment for him to step away from all the things he was experiencing. To step away from the evil that he was experiencing then and there in the flesh. To step away from all the good miracles he had done and he could continue doing. A time to just step away and be alone with the Father in heaven. Now, we don't know here exactly what the words of his prayer were. But likely, based on the context, based on who we know Jesus to be, likely he was praying to his Father in heaven about his mission, to focus on the centrality of what he was there to do. And Jesus left his moment in prayer, and he encountered Simon. Simon, who then came to him again, said, Jesus, everyone's looking for you. They want you to do more miracles, to heal more of the sick and demon-possessed. And that's when Jesus finally tells it to him. Jesus says, Let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. That I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. Jesus came out into this world in the flesh. Jesus came from this town to the next town. Jesus came out so that he could preach. But imagine you're one of those disciples who stood there right before Jesus and just moments earlier you had seen him do such great things. You were marveling at his great and miraculous healings and yet Jesus says, let's go on to the next town for I must preach there. The point is, nothing, nothing would get in the way of Jesus and his mission. Not the disciples, not all the healings and the miracles that he could have continued to keep doing, not anything at all. Jesus was on a mission. As we heard Pastor Smith preach with great authority last week, Jesus is the ultimate authority, the ultimate authority who will and did accomplish his mission. His mission that was to come into this world and to preach and proclaim the very same truths that the prophets had long been telling the people. Prophets, much like Isaiah, as we heard read earlier for us this morning. That God is he who sits above the circle of the earth. God is who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. God brings princes to nothing. God is the one to whom no one can compare. Jesus came to proclaim these truths, but not just in word, in deed. He came to proclaim in deed that he is this very God to whom no one can compare. The God who came into this world in the flesh to give you life so that you may have life and have it abundantly. And so much so that he gave his life as the ransom to purchase you back from sin, death, and the devil. To purchase for you a place in heaven so that you can be with God both now and forever. And Jesus proclaimed his loudest message from the cross and in the empty tomb three days later. The message that he wanted to speak for itself, because time and time again in Mark's gospel, we hear how Jesus told the people not to speak of what he had done. How today in our reading, he doesn't allow the demons to speak and tell people who he is. 
Because Jesus wanted that moment to speak the loudest. To speak the loudest sermon, if you will. That moment from the cross and the empty tomb. That, that was his mission. His mission to come into this world and die and rise for you. Jesus never faltered, never failed at his mission. But as we read our scripture reading this morning, we see that in some ways Jesus was tempted. He was tempted to abandon his mission. And the fact that he could have just continued on doing miracles and healings all day long if he wished. And so if you think Jesus can be tempted, if we know Jesus can be tempted, make no mistake about it. We as humans will be tempted too. We will be tempted to abandon the mission for which we are sent. Now, I know we are not on the exact same mission as Jesus Christ, because one, we're not God. We're never going to, nor could we ever go to the cross like Jesus Christ did. But you and I are on mission much the same, because we are sent out into this world to preach and proclaim what Jesus did. And there will be temptations to get distracted from that mission. Temptations like we hear the people in Corinth experienced. Just last week we heard from the letter to the church in Corinth that the people were becoming distracted by meat. Whether or not they should eat meat or not. Because they didn't know, was it important to eat meat or could they not eat meat? All to which then today in our epistle we hear Paul write them these words. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. All that Paul does is so that he might save some for the sake of the gospel so that together they might share in the blessings. And we too might always do all that we can for the sake of the gospel, not to become distracted by the other things in this world, the good things or the bad things. And especially the good things even can become a distraction. As we are trying to share with another person in front of us the, dis the distinctions in our doctrine. To share with them exactly what we believe, teach, and confess. We must not become distracted so much by those doctrinal differences that we forget to relate them in love and in kindness. That we forget to relate these distinctions to the very person, person that is standing there before us. So we too must pray. Because we need prayer far more than Jesus ever needed prayer. And we must pray that God would keep us on mission. To keep us focused. That we are here to preach Jesus Christ crucified and risen for all. So brothers and sisters in Christ, stay on mission. Jesus did. And for that we are eternally grateful. Because Jesus came into this world not just to, just to heal the sick and the demon possessed. Jesus came into this world to die and rise for you. He came into this world on a mission, a mission to preach. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please stand as we join our